0: Hi and welcome to a uh, a new vaguely experimental uh, merely role players bonus, uh, which I think we're going to call director's notes, uh, where we're going to have a little discussion about season one and some of th- some of the behind the scenes things that could have happened but didn't, or maybe were planned, or things that people think they should have done differently that kind of stuff. Shoulda woulda coulda. Shoulda woulda couldas of season 1. So all the crew from season 1 are here.
1: Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi.
0: So we've got Ellie, Vicky, Alex, and Strat around the table. Um does anybody have any burning questions that they want to like kick off with?
1: I am desperate to know what you thought things were going to turn out as. Like I I think we w- did we stray a long way from your <laughs> predestined path. Uh not a huge long way, no. Um
0: the I'm sort of expected a big showdown on the stage, mm-hmm. largely because like the stage was the most likely place for weird stuff to happen, given the way that I designed the weird phenomena to happen.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I tried to not plan too heavily exactly how you could like, end things, and I wanted to try and stay open to the idea that maybe you wouldn't fully banish the evil... Uh, or that there'd be some, you know, some trace of it left, or that there there'd be some cost. The main thing I had planned for that never got used was the the possibility that you could cross over to the, you could cross the fourth wall
1: mm. and oh. end up
0: like on the same plane of existence as <sighs> the as the things. That'd be really cool. And yeah. yeah, that would be really cool. So you came closest, Alex. Right when you when you got pelted. Uh, oh. covered, covered in shadow goo. Right. If you hadn't managed to turn that around to your own advantage, you'd have got pulled over into like their shadowy fourth wall-breaking world. Oh, Damn it. And then and we, could like a, well. we could have done like a we could have done like a thing. Yeah, you might have been able to get him back, or he might have become a, he might have had to keep rolling to not hurt you and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That oh, so so I would have become be one good. of those shadowy demons. So you yeah. would have seen a, an Alex-shaped shadowy demon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> waving <laughs> <to like> again.
0: <laughs> did, I don't
3: like it. Did was, anything? Do the show now. <laughs> did anything? Maybe it just forces him to do Captain Ironface. Other than Captain <laughs> okay. Ironface, was there anything in particular that we did that surprised you
0: that you, um, you didn't think it would would go that way? Like nothing is totally predictable, and everything because it was the the. F- was definitely, obviously, the first one of these were done on mic, and um, only really the second or third role-playing game of any kind that I I GMed. Um, so everything felt a bit like rolling with the punches. Captain Ironface was definitely the the most unexpected, <laughs> the thing that I hadn't even
1: no one saw that coming. Thought
0: could happen. Even I didn't see that. No, coming. <laughs> I'll be honest. That was yeah. You saying rolling with the punches? That was me just making it up as I went along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that, but I think that's one of the best moments of the of the story.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's only, it's only one of the most memorable moments. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, here's. So, uh, unless has anyone else got another?
3: Because okay. Go right. the thing, right? Of the the NPCs of the other characters, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's if you were going to think I was going to say what the hell is going on with all the Bob. But that's exactly
1: <laughs> what I thought you were going to say.
3: <laughs> I mean that also, we can but get to that of, of the NPC characters. Um, that. What does that mean? Non-player character.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so they're like the pre-programmed yeah. character. Yeah, any yeah. character that I am yeah. running. Yeah. I get it. Yeah.
3: And this is going to show now because um, it's been a while since I last listened to it. So the the theater manager was yeah, Tess. Tess. And then the techie Phoebe. Fee- Fee- P- 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 yeah, Phoebe. Yeah. So Errol. Yes, Errol. Errol came in, mm-hmm. had
0: a load of Bovril stolen by Alex. Yeah. Still, still, rankles with me that people call it theft when it clearly wasn't. If there was a vote. to it, there was a vote there which I a think vote. was rigged. It's like news. I'm a stable. I'm a stable genius.
2: <laughs> the stablest genius we know. One
0: but. of the most stablest geniuses that <laughs> you know ever on You are yeah. like some of the incredibly
2: best. Incredibly smart.
0: So incredibly smart. <laughs> sometimes, um, but <laughs> so other
3: than having his bottle stolen, uh, and then bit, like he sent he seemed like maybe you were expecting something more to happen with him. Because the others, they definitely had a, a very definite role and took us somewhere and did something. Whereas Error was there. He was just a strange interloper. <clears throat> yeah. So, but I, I wondered if we didn't do anything to really bring out <laughs> the proper thing. Did we
1: not push his
0: buttons? Yeah. yeah. For, from like a game-running mechanical perspective, one of the roles that he was fulfilling was if stuff was getting a bit... Um, uh, stagnant and not very much was happening and it was just like people getting into their own little circles and uh, not really moving things forward. Hmm. He was, Errol was a slightly clumsy, oafish character that I I could have do something wrong to force you to react.
3: Um, So like you you dropped dropped a stage light. light.
0: Yeah, Errol is the agent of chaos a little bit. Got you. Um, but Does also, that mean that we were generally not needing him? Generally, yeah, there, there wasn't a huge amount of mm. use for him. Okay. Um, he was also, like, he was someone that I had in the back of my mind that I could put him in trouble
1: mm. and that you okay. might have to rescue him. It's a bit right. feckless. Yeah,
0: he was somebody who, like, <laughs> I was hoping that all of the, the kitchen antics would maybe give at least some of you some, some level of... Like affection for him and his and his ways. No, we and hated that, him. And that if he got into trouble, you might want to
1: rescue
2: no, him. Yeah. We'd have just left him
0: as it was. You, you kind of got got yourself I into trouble well enough a, I, anyway.
1: Punched a person in the face. We know <laughs> what you did with a torch. That's worse than punching them in the face.
3: I got so close to using the whole kitchen antics thing as an explain away, which I never got to. I think it was fine because we got some stuff. When it was on the thing, if you hadn't punched her in the in the face mm. or here in the head with the, the torch... Yeah, sure. ...or if that hadn't worked or something, my plan was to explain it away... By saying that Errol had spilt a bit of Bovril or thing, and all the black stuff coming towards us was just really goopy Bovril. <laughs> right, bovril. Oh, yeah. And sadly I never got to you have another, to I was going to have another Bovril rant, I was going to make him clean it up.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> it was actually, it never that's actually something that I I realised afterwards that I should have done was actually get, you or, or somebody to to make a role to see how well you convinced Tess after she came out of her unconsciousness yeah. mm-hmm. uh, of yeah. Your, yeah. your side of events. Because in the end, you did a load of other roles to see how well the, the show went. Yeah. went. But I never actually introduced any chance into uh, how well your plan to convince her that it mm. was all fine yeah. it... went. Well, or
2: the chance that she would wake up and not yeah. quite remember <laughs> what we had done. And tell
3: the police that you... That you've met to her her. at all. Yeah. I mean, we'd have dobbed you in straight away. Yeah, roll I'd have for, thrown you under the bus.
2: roll for a guilty verdict. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no one had any
3: trust with me, so I'd have been on you straight
0: away.
1: Yeah, What was the Bovril thing about? It was
0: just a stupid joke that I came up with that I really wanted to put in there. And you just yeah. didn't
1: expect
2: for the incandescent rage. <laughs> no, no, I think he did expect the incandescent rage. I,
0: I, I expected bafflement. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was it was almost kind of a way of setting the tone of like something is a bit off and bizarre here,
2: yeah. something is mm-hmm. a bit
0: inexplicable. In a way, it was kind of a, throwing you a red herring, and that there was also the possibility that you might have, like that, might have put a lot of suspicion on Errol.
2: Yeah, and you
0: might mm-hmm. have ended up focusing on him yeah. as as a potential yeah. at, source or tried problems. to poison us
1: with bovril. Yeah, <laughs> But How much further will he go? Yeah,
0: I, de- I did not. Ex- I expected bafflement, I did not expect the rage.
2: Yeah, I mean, me and Strat were both very angry. Oh, it was about a pure it. and burning rage. Yeah, you
3: found the two people in the world that so were going to give you that rage. Really.
2: <laughs> I mean, if I'd actually drunk any, then I would have been.
3: <laughs> even if we fake drunk some. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no but was I was no like, I just had Wolverine. tea. I didn't even have fake Bovril, <laughs> no. I had tea, but oh, just oh. the fake fact tea. that Stratt ended up with Bovril made me angry. <laughs> oh, God. Bovril rage, stressful. you'd have thought. Well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if you're listening, Bovril, we're available for sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: we mentioned it literally 100 times. We, we had, we
0: did have a a tweet after that episode came out saying, "When I started listening to this, I did not expect to hear the word Bovril literally 1 million times." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think anybody did. No one did. No, no one did. no one
2: did. No one did. But it worked out well.
0: We're not sponsored no. by Bovril. No, no certainly
2: not. <laughs> what is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> hey. Um. So, you, so there were no other things where Matt, you felt like oh, I had this really cool thing that I wanted to get in there and it didn't happen.
0: I was doing my level best not to approach it that way right. because then I would end up...
1: Disappointed like, consistently. Yeah, disappointed. Or, <laughs> well, or trying like, to make or, us do uh, things. Yeah, trying to
0: railroad you towards stuff that, <coughs> that didn't feel logical to you. So right. I've been trying to approach it as I'm I'm giving you a set of circumstances and then it's up to you how to respond. Mm. Um. I guess the the only other thing that I thought that you might gravitate towards that I was a little bit surprised that you didn't was setting up some sort of seance or, or mm. like... Yeah we're going to spend the night in the spooky place, like, in a circle of protection and see what manifests. Because that
1: that would have linked in really well with the play we were doing, Mm -hmm. which is the Ghostbinder, which had, like, a load of spooky seance props we could have used yeah Yeah. i guess really like the
3: story didn't not a a huge amount of time elapsed within the story so that would make sense if it was like
0: oh we'll come back tomorrow and Mm -hmm. see but
3: But it felt like it was escalating quite quickly yeah and we we kind of tackled
0: things kind of head on yeah it was weird that one of you finally went into a room with windows and i was like oh hang on it's actually still like it's not even lunchtime yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah, like, oh, seven yeah. hours I was, of first. I was all ready to be like, "Yeah, it was oh, it's me." Very, yeah. It's very dark and stormy. It's like, no, it's not dark. It's still daytime. <laughs> yeah, it's just daytime. <laughs> it's
2: central London. People are just going about their business on Oxford Street. All they've had to refresh themselves mm. is bovril. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and were there things, fellow team players, that you thought, "Oh, I wish I hadn't done that," or oh, "I wish I'd taken that opportunity." I mean, obviously now there's a few things we know we could have done, which would, yeah. All, but yeah. like, pre yeah. pre knowing that.
0: I think for me, though I will, if I get a chance to do it next time, um, will be to be a bit freer with the role playing
1: mm.
0: um, and get more involved with the role playing. Because well, I, I felt that I was a little bit standoffish because I was a bit like trying to gauge yeah. what's going on. How can we work this? And I think I overthought it too much rather than just going,
1: let's do this, let's do that, ba ba ba
2: I totally agree with Alex. Like, I think in the second play around, because I've done a second one yeah, already. Yeah. I was good. definitely much more like, this is a thing I'm going to do now. This is a thing I'm going to yeah, do now. More decisive. Rather than thinking like, oh, maybe I'll do this. Or maybe I was just like, I'm just going to go with it because yeah. it keeps things moving yeah. more and, quickly.
0: It was one of the key differences is that in that sec- in season two, I think it was the first time anybody went off and did something independent of everybody else. Yeah. Mm. you You mm. went off... And said, "I'm going to decide to." I think it was calling calling the kids' parents or something. Yeah, you're like, "I'm going to do this, and I'm going to deceive everybody else about what I'm doing." Whereas, I think in season one, there was a lot of dis- yeah. discussion between the group. Yeah.
3: We need you need to, to make a decision is is as a four. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Well, I kind of get the thing having obviously only a
3: couple of se- uh, a couple of episodes into season two. So it's yeah, not all while we're, we're discussing this, but I a big part for me is listening to the both and, and the difference between the two is in the season one. We kind of came in at the start of something, mm. and the setup, and we we kind of had to role play as like, well, we're just going in and setting up a show, yeah. so there's a good mm. 20, 30 minutes of a us business. just yeah. role playing ourselves, <laughs> yeah. which perhaps wasn't. It because didn't nothing get necessarily
2: anything. weird had happened yeah. in order for us to need to address it.
3: Or it was weird, but yeah. it was kind of like rumours of weird... There wasn't a definite thing mm, yeah. for us to attack. Yeah. Whereas in season two, because you're like halfway through there, you've established where or you you've are. Well, you've established
1: the norm, you've established you? have established the norm
3: and there's something going on and you're specifically told it is this yeah. thing. I won't say what well, yeah. it is in case people haven't <laughs> started to listening to it. But it's like, this is the thing you need to to fix. I yeah. think meant that it threw you into that with yeah. a lot more kind of... Some, a lot more direction yeah, rather than us was like, well, we'll set up We're, some props let's there. Keep, let's
2: keep doing the yeah. normal things we do until something happens. Something becomes yes. irrevocably weird. And that that will mean we have to respond to and that. And
0: that, that was a conscious improvement I made mm. after listening back to season one and going, actually, this takes quite a while to get going. And part of it was there was some exposition that I had planned for Tess to provide... Which I forgot to give you. Oh. <laughs> solid, solid effort. That's, that's how it goes sometimes. Lessons
1: learned. The thing is, though, even you, you saying that, like, oh, I forgot to do this, and I, as the the what do you call the in charge person? So, the GM. powered by the
0: apocalypse GM. technically, that? co- technically it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a the, word. The,
0: the rules for the system technically refer to it as an MC.
1: Uh huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: Other like the generic term in general role. Oh, is it players? game, master? A game yeah, master? Game master.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, GMMC, whatever combination letters you want to use. Um, I think, despite you saying, "Oh yeah, actually, I realised I'd messed up this, that, and the other in, in series one." Um, I came off the back of series one being thinking, actually. Like, I don't need to, like Vicky was saying, think so much about what yeah. I'm doing and discuss all the options. Yeah. Because whatever I do, I can just do. And then if it, there's no wrong thing to do, and if we're not getting close enough to some action and moving things on, then that's Matt's job. <laughs> yeah. As GMMC, he's going to step in and it's in his, like best interest for things to keep moving so the, the the better thing for me to do is to not think oh what is the most efficient way yeah, to solve yeah, this problem yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is maybe what in real life is the better thing <laughs> yeah. to do but yeah. in the game playing world not interesting <laughs> not yeah. interesting
0: at all it's like what's happening over there is there a light switch that I can flick on and off there yeah. for a little let's bit? say it's something outrageous
1: to this person that we just
2: met that's yeah. fine <laughs> but I think it is yeah. difficult when you are playing it is a little bit difficult when you're playing yourself to yes. drop to drop the... And also, like, you don't want to go so far off the reservation that things that you do make no sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, you still have to do things that seem like... I think you have to, at least at the start, do things that seem like a relatively logical progression. Otherwise, it's suddenly like, oh, we're immediately going to call the police. And it's like, whoa, we don't that, even that know that if makes, there's a problem yet. makes
0: sense in the genre yeah. the yeah. that you're, mm. you're put into. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting challenge as well. And I think I felt, weirdly, like, more comfortable with um season two because it felt more like um oh we're in a story. Yeah. Because we related it to yeah. you, Arthur Ransom in Blyston. And I was like, oh there's stories that I know. Yeah. Whereas the first one it was like, oh, you are a theatre company, you are playing yourself, you're going to do a get in a theatre, and then some strange things are gonna happen. And I knew from Matt that it was going to be supernatural. Mm. But for me, that didn't feel I guess like um attached to Enough of fictional stories that I know for me to feel like I could just be a character and part of the story. It's an interesting
0: challenge. I've actually been talking to other uh, game masters and other sort of runners of actual play podcasts on Twitter about getting your players to play versions of themselves and the problems and challenges and advantages inherent Mm. in that. Because I do think it's uh, and correct me if I am wrong, it kind of easier to get into the idea of doing role playing when you don't have to try and think am I being true to this character yeah. I've made up yeah
2: it is easier if, you, yeah. if
0: you're, the question in your mind is just what would I do yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of easier to get started
1: and I think it's also easier for remembering how you would approach fellow team players because mm. not only would you have to hold your own character in your head but also the characters mm. of everyone else around you and be like oh well I'm an angry troll mm. so how would I approach um, this happy princess mm. you can tell I've played a lot of these games <laughs> <before>.
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: is based but on it's the like TV show the, community correct <laughs> The hardest, it's just me, the, hardest
3: thing, the hardest thing I find in any role play game is just remembering other characters names <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. just, just spelling them <laughs> yeah. it's like, much easier
2: just to look at you and be like it's Strat I'm going to just yeah. talk to Strat yeah. we're <laughs> playing me and Matt and Alex
3: and a couple others are playing a D&D game at the moment that Matt is DMing and I, I can't remember <laughs> my character's name the, let alone <laughs> anybody anyone else at it. the moment.
0: So being able to play yourself comes with a lot of yeah. benefits of just being able to say, Oi, Ellie or Oi, yeah. Yeah. the disadvantages of of course is it, it would not work if we all didn't know each other already. Yes. yes. No. So if yeah. we start if we get to the stage which I'd like to get to of, of bringing in more guests mm-hmm. and, and yeah. people who are slightly not in quite such a tight knit friend yes, group, yeah. then it actually becomes a barrier if everybody's playing themselves because yes. yeah. they don't necessarily know how everybody else would react. Yeah.
1: But also, I guess that you get pluses with that situation because then you kind of get a oh getting to know each other and finding the vibe at the same time as the listeners do yeah whereas for us something particularly with season one i was really concerned about was like oh we can't do loads of in-jokes uh <laughs> because no one's gonna get that no. <laughs> yeah um, but actually i think we i relaxed more in season two because i thought well actually we're creating the in-jokes as we go yeah, yeah. so it you know it it's fine Um, And also, I think what really helps is that although you're playing yourself, you get to do all that kind of scoring at the beginning and getting your special skills and stuff, which aren't necessarily true to life. Yeah. Um, In fact, a lot of them aren't. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're very strong, Vicky, but you're not not that that strong. strong. (laughs) Um, So that kind of gives you the fantasy leeway Mm. to be like, oh, I'm going to be this version of myself. So I'm still playing a character and can make decisions I would not normally make.
2: I definitely feel like in season two, I gave myself a bit more permission to follow that. Than yeah. I did in season one.
1: To like play up yeah. find the middle ground between
0: what would I exactly. actually do in real life and yeah. playing the stats, yeah. as yeah. it were. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. something yeah. that I think if I do it again yeah. I will I will be much more aware of. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I
0: do want to do some episodes at some point in the future where we are creating new characters rather than playing ourselves. That yeah. would be really good. I think yeah. with
2: practice, it just comes with practice. Yeah. Like, I already found season two easier than I found season yeah. one. Like, I f- like, by about ten tenfold, I found yeah. it easier.
3: Well, the unknown is it's out of it. And I imagine, yeah, if we come back and do the same... Because it's... Like, I was coming into it thinking this... Like, I've done a lot of role-playing, so I, it's a completely different mm. style of role-playing. Like, a hundred... The if There's a lot. there's rolling the dice, and that's about it. Not only,
0: be, or not least, because this is, we are doing this for broadcast. Yeah, probably. that's exactly so what I was going to say. Yeah. It's not just a game. It's a it's a performance as mm, well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm having to think not just as a as a game master or MC, but as a uh, like a radio producer as mm. well, and trying to not just keep the story going, but thinking is this how good is this for the audience? Yeah. Mm yeah because yeah. it needs to be satisfying a
3: story and that was why I was hoping for a more a showdown with the baddie in mm. season one I think it was, it was sort of what we found to get around it was really cool but it, I sort of oh, I wish there'd been like a yeah. big
0: like a kind of some sort of battle climactic yeah. thing you, but that's that's you suggested mythology. not long after that like you were kind of expecting once you knocked out tests for the thing to actually be independent of her yes. at that point and for it not, uh, not to quite work as you um, intend. Yeah. Right. But I think it like that might have happened if there had been like a mixed success. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like yeah we of, just we just did too well. I yeah. think
2: that was part of the problem with season 1 which is something that none of us could control yeah. is that actually we rolled mostly really successfully yeah. <laughs> yeah. did not fail a
1: lot which is what I really liked in season 2 you introduce like if you fail you get some points mm. for failing like there are, there are rewards for failing. Much more comfortable with it in in, yeah. in season 2. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know that We that had to become comfortable with failure very quickly. I don't know, if that was
1: also two. because like Chris and Dave were so laissez-faire about the whole thing. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> Dave was looking for the fail. He's yeah, looking for the he fail. Was hoping for the fail. Season, so yeah, it works uh...
0: I think one of the things that that happened uh, pace-wise in season one is it, it gets to a point where it's like that every kind of next step is sort of logical. Yeah. Um, whereas in season two, we had a couple of things that completely swerved.
2: This. Yes.
1: Yeah. Quite a lot of the time. Yeah, and there was a lot of situations where it was like, well, there are literally three things we could do here, and they all seem to have equal likelihood of succeeding. So let's just choose one. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and quite a lot of stuff goes pretty pretty wrong. It go sideways. Yeah. yeah. So it, oh, yeah, I'm hoping it's uh, it it sounds as kind of climactic as it felt but, when yeah. we were doing it. So. Yeah.
0: Great. Any any more final things before we wrap this up? No. No. Anything you you want to yeah say about the experience, Matt? About how oh. wonderful everybody was was amazing thank you thank you all so much for uh for going with it and like getting over the fear and um rolling with the punches in the same way as i had to from all of you but, <laughs> and yeah telling a good story
1: yeah i feel cleansed. trying
0: trying stuff
1: yeah i feel mm-hmm. cleansed from this conversation yeah. yeah boom thanks matt let's do Cheers. it again sometime yeah okay. yeah <laughs>
0: Merely Roleplayers is produced by MJ Starling in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Search for the show on iTunes, Stitcher or your usual podcast service and if you can't find it let us know. We're on Twitter at Merely Roleplay and Facebook.com slash Role Reviews and kind words are all very much appreciated and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode.